Hello, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker, and we are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. How's it been going, Mark? What have you been up to recently? Oh, things are going fine. Um, a lot going on. I've got projects at work that um, are kind of smattered across various uh, industries, you know, healthcare, food service, um, I guess home home uh, healthcare. Always uh, fun stuff. Type of stuff. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, and looking at using, like partnering with other developers of of tools or, or like, um, you know, systems to help develop things like, like Voiceify, for example, is one of those that I'm, I'm learning some stuff and been able to play around with that this week. But cool. uh, kind of my big side project uh, over the last few weeks has been um, you know, working with uh, Steve over at Dabble Labs. Um, we talked about uh, a series I had done a while ago on APL, and we thought it would be a good idea just to do um, one video for each of the basic components or, uh, or concepts. Um, so, you know, we've got a, a number of uh, videos that I've done on that, on uh, containers and frame control and, you know, text, uh, data binding, uh, images, vector graphics. So just taking each of those things and talking about it. It's not, it's not a super, super deep dive, but it's a little bit more than just a, a quick five minutes. Usually yeah, no, they, know, 10, 15 they, minutes. They've been fantastic episodes. I've heard a lot of people talking about them as well. So uh, oh, good. hopefully that, that positive feedback is getting back to you by other channels as well. Yeah, um, and no, it has been. It's, and it's been uh, fun. In some cases, uh, you know, I'm taking... Uh, what I know a little bit about and learning some more in time to, to do the videos, but it's, it's a good process. Well, actually. I mean, that, that, that's, that's always the, uh, you know, yep. how it goes. It's, you know, learn it, do it, teach it. You know, that's, that's the normal evolution of things. So no, fantastic. Um, yeah. How about, how about you? I did notice you mentioned something on social media about a five-year anniversary. What's, yeah, what's that so, about? So recently it was, um, so the Google Assistant celebrated its fifth anniversary a couple of weeks back. Um, and which meant that the Google Home was released shortly afterwards. I had of course gone out and gotten one the day it was released and started playing with it. And there wasn't much for a developer could do with it then, but right. IFTTT was available for it. So, so I started fiddling and seeing just how far I could push some of the boundaries with, uh, with its IFTTT integration. Um, and then, and, that, and that's, and then, and that's and, if, that's if this, then that, right? If it's this, like then a, that. Yeah. So integration platform where you can kind of connect things. If, if you receive a tweet, then you can do something else. It's kind of like connecting. It's like a glue. Yeah. Uh, and kind that's of connecting different things is, together. You know, if you get if uh, if you get a tweet, then send out an email. If your you know uh, security camera detects something, then send you a tweet. You know, send you a message or send you a page. Yep. Um, you know, and there are all sorts of basically these two modules are specific for particular platforms, but there are tons of them. Yeah, and there's like so, triggers and there's actions, right? Yeah. So if, if this trigger happens, then do this action. Right. Um, and they had provided some very basic stuff for the assistant. Okay. So if a person says something like this, which may include parameters, then do something. So, you know, I could say to, you know, to the assistant, you know, uh, hey, G, um, hello. And that would 
send me a page or send out some email. Okay. Um, or I could, you know, hey, G, say hello to dad. And it would pick up the parameter dad and use that from my contact list in my email and send it out. One of the actions that they have, though, is a very generic um, REST interface type thing. So you can just call any website with a bunch of parameters, including the parameters that you get from the previous one. Okay. So I started fiddling with this. And since I knew I was going to be doing a presentation about what the Google Assistant was and how programmers could use it maybe someday, um, I hooked it up to my slide deck. So a week later when I did the presentation, week, week and a half later when I did the presentation, I was saying things like, hey, G, go to the next slide. And my slide behind me would change. And you know the assistant would say back, okay, there you go. And every time <laughs> I would say, okay, there you go. Um, and then a week after that, I attended the GDE summit where in an absolutely packed room full of GDEs, they introduced us to actions on Google programming. Oh, okay. And just a few days later, I actually started writing using the, the, the real toolkit that was being made available. But it's kind of funny that that notion of being able to use my voice to, pre, you know, to, to change my slides as part of my presentation really quickly became one of my shticks. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I quickly abandoned the IFTTT because all it could say was, Okay, there you go. It wasn't <laughs> dynamic in any way. Yeah. So I, I wrote an action that um, read its data from a spreadsheet about what it should say back after each slide, and then used the same API to control the the slide in the slide that I was using from uh, I think it's slides.com. Okay. Uh, has an API of its own that you can control what you're presenting. Nice. So I would say advance to the, you know, hey G, advance to the next slide. And it would advance to the next slide and say something. And that worked okay. <laughs> um, and then over time I evolved, you know, I, I dug a little deeper into the API protocol and discovered that uh, the the, you can have speaker notes as well attached to it. So I started putting what the assistant was going to say in the speaker notes nice. so that all I needed to do was edit just the, you know, the slides themselves. The slide deck that you were on. Okay. Right. Um, and I've been using that kind of a system now for well, about five years now. Very nice. And, yeah. it's, and, and, it's, and it's pretty wild. You know, it, it starts getting so that there I go having a conversation with my assistant. Just con controlling things that are kind of outside of the, just the, the conversation that you are having with the device. There's other things that are controlling, um, you, know, you know, some would call that a multimodal experience, right? You're having a conversation with a device and it's controlling a screen. Exactly. No, it's very much a multimodal device, a multimodal interaction. Yeah. Because, you know, 
the the conversation that you're having itself, even though most of the conversation is really, you know, advance a slide, go back a slide, um, jump to a particular slide number. It's still a, a kind of device control that's controlling things that are not on the device itself. I mean, it's not like I point a camera at a, a smart display. When I started this, there were no smart displays. Yes. Um, it was, you know, changing a field somewhere and other things detected that field change and made the slides change. Yeah, I still think in some ways, like once they came out with the screen devices, I've always thought that it's weird that like a, an, uh, an Echo Show device doesn't have an HDMI where it can control a screen. Right. And you could just, you know- Plug it in. Plug it in, you could talk, because um, you could you know have it go to a specific screen. You could have it go to- you know, answer questions, just project what you want up onto this other screen. No, definitely. One of the interesting things was that in the, in the, the teaser video that Google made for the assistant, one of the features that they showed was, was somebody talking with the assistant and then saying, show that to me on the screen. And it would, the, the web page that they were asking about would mm -hmm. come up on the display next to them. And that's the sort of thing that seems like it should be technically feasible. I mean, it's, it's a Chromecast was what's there. Yeah. And yet that feature never got released. Yeah, that is interesting. Is so the so the technology behind the scenes was really just, you know, create whatever tool you're using to create the Axon Google, which was at the, you know, after the you know, first implementation after IFTTT was was Dialogflow, right? Was It, it was, it was, um, the first implementation was in Dialogflow, although I pretty quickly evolved out of that into multivocal. Um, but the, the kind of underlying principle was the same. When an intent got triggered, it would trigger a handler. And what that handler did was update a value in a, uh, a Firebase database. Okay. One of the cool things about Firebase, and I, this is part of the reason I love Firebase, is that you can create a web page that has a, a JavaScript method called every time a field in that database gets updated. So oh, okay. I had, so it, it's kind of actively listening, mm -hmm. but it's just a callback function on the JavaScript side. So, so it's that interaction of updating Firebase, which triggers the web page to change. Right. Uh, to, to advance to the next slide. Yep. Okay. So it has the slides embedded in that web page, and then uh, the web page advances the using the slides API. Okay, that's um, interesting. So I've I've done a, like two different implementations of that same PowerPoint uh, or that that like slide presentation. The first one I did was actually um, a plugin for PowerPoint itself, but PowerPoint only gives you very limited, you, you have a lot richer um, add-on add model um, available for like Word or, or Excel than you do for PowerPoint. You don't have all that mm. much. You can go to it's the next slide. There's not a lot that you can do, but um, I ended up creating this, this plugin. And what happened is that um, it would generate, well, it would behind the scenes, it would use PubNub. So that was the mechanism of communicating between the Alexa skill. And the 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 add-on was 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 PubNub, and so when you first started, you could configure, and you would 
tell the Alexa skill like a certain number that would be shown in the plugin. Um, so that in essence, that's how it's, it's using the same, mm-hmm. same token in essence yeah. on both ends of the communication. So, so the, the PubNub, you know, connects the messages are going back and forth. Um, so that, that worked okay, but there wasn't really a lot that, that would work with that. Um, so later I created a, um, a Chrome extension. I was going to say that, I've, that I've, seen, was, I've, I've seen other uh, people do the same sorts of things with Chrome yeah. extensions. Yeah, so the same type of thing behind the scenes is still using PubNub to do that communication. Um, but um, what was interesting is that you could define like basically a list of URLs and give it names inside of the, the, the Chrome extension and that would get saved. And so then when you said the word, all it does is would like send what that slot value was to the, the Chrome extension and then it would determine if it was one of those things on the list that it could handle. And then it would just refresh the browser, you know, direct the browser to direct that the browser. URL. So then, yeah. then you actually had, it's kind of like, instead of just having this be for slides, kind of it's like the world was your oyster. Any, you could go to any web page based on, you know, and you could group them together into like, this is a presentation. So here are the 10 things that I care about. And then, you know, over time you could, you know, conceptually, I never did implement this, but say, okay, this is another, you know, group of things that you could go to. So depending on what, which presentation you were giving, you could, um, yeah, one, you could activate one, it. One of the things I always, you know, thought about doing and never implemented was being able to set up keywords so that I'd be able to say, you know, uh, go to the slide about dialogue flow and it yeah. would know which one that was and go directly to that slide. Yeah. And, th- and that was kind of like more the style. The person, the second one was, I was working on uh, with some uh, somebody who wanted uh, this functionality, and uh, and they were more of that type of presenter. They would mm. present some stuff. They'd talk about it. They might change around the order of things, but they're like, "Oh, I really want to now show the the you know financial diagram or something like that." And so they could say that, and then that would show up on the screen. And what was kind of fun too is that you know conceptually, what you could do, and we never really did it, but if everybody had in the audience had their browser opened and also had this plugin and used the same code, then in essence, their screens would change right. at the same time as everybody else's. And they, you could see right where, where they were. That was one of the cool things about doing it this way is that I could do the same thing without having to have a Chrome extension. Yeah. I could just point people at the web page. At the web page. And since it was now listening to the... Um, the Firebase database, mm-hmm. it would get the event and it would flip the page as well. Yeah, so it would just be going to the web right. page as opposed to having to have this Chrome extension right. installed. Yeah, it, I like it also, that. It also meant that, you know, what I would do when I'm displaying is I would, you know, uh, plug it into my laptop and I'd have one window, you know, showing to the public, but I'd have another window uh, that I would be able to look at that was showing just the speaker notes version of the slide. Oh, very nice. So, and again, when I told it to advance, it would flip that one as well. Oh, see, that's, that's nice. Those are those. I, I would like to see more of that type of uh, thing going on where, um, you know, it, you could be working on something like save that till later or put this file, this in this, in this bucket or, you know, something like this so that you could. I, I, I think another time, we'll need to talk about some of the um, 
the bigger pictures of the the skills and actions that we want to see and what technology is holding them back. Because, you know, I definitely, I have projects out there that I want to, you know, that I want to push forward, but some of them are more challenging than others. Yeah. But I think there's a lot that we can be doing beyond the the stuff that we are, you know, beyond what 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 Dana likes to call weather entertainment and games. So the 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 um, wet skills and actions as opposed to the uh, all the other ones, right? Right. I think certainly there's more that we can, you know, that can be done with this sort of concept. Um, I've seen people who are doing development for uh, mostly for Apple that have voice controls, you know, again, abstract voice controls Mm -hmm. that are manipulating things on the screen. And it's the the same concept is, you know, how do you fire up an uh, an app and script some activity with it based on your voice? And I think there's certainly a lot that we can be doing there. Yeah, no, I would agree. Well, that's fun that we've kind of both had dabbled. Seems like you're a lot more successful, you know, to actually using it in in a presentation, you know, multiple times. Um, so, uh, but that, that that is kind of uh, funny that we both independently had come to this idea of, of it, advancing slides. It doesn't surprise me in some ways, you yeah. know. And again, I've seen other people take similar approaches to do similar things, and I, I think some of why is very quickly we got used to this notion of wanting to have that conversation with the presentation itself. And this notion of having a conversation with our assistant just kind of naturally carried through to to wanting to do presentations with it. Yeah. And when it when once you kind of get the flavor of a voice activating something, you're just like, why isn't this voice activated? Why isn't right. this voice activated? <laughs> you know, and one of the things was great is that a lot of my presentations, you know, traditionally I had been, you know, saying things like, you're probably wondering why you would want to do this. Well, here's why. So instead I have the, one of the things I really loved about it was that I was kind of flipping it around, was that normally we are people who are asking our, our assistants questions. And during this presentation, the assistant was the one asking me the question, and I was answering it for the audience. Oh, that's interesting. So it was it was it was being kind of prompting the the continuation of the presentation, right? Um, and 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 actively participating in kind of that whole right. So you know, so um, one of the examples would um, that was on almost all of my early slide decks would be it would say something like you know. Well, that's really interesting, but what's my role in all of this? And I would say, you know, so the Google Assistant, you know, helps you do this, this, and this. Nice. Okay, that makes sense. But what do you developers do? Well, we as developers need to do this, this, and this. <laughs> so it's like uh, you're giving this presentation, but it was coming off as the assistant was interviewing you. Right. And actually, um, I guess about a year and a half ago, I also turned this into a, a small series of YouTube videos called Questions and Alan. Yeah, I like those. Which which had the same format. It was, you know, the assistant asking a question and me answering technical questions about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should get I should I should do that again one of these days. Get yeah. back into those. Because I've got good plenty idea. of time. <laughs> yeah. With all that extra time that you have. So well, yeah, no, it, it's it's fun going back and thinking about those early days of developing. Yeah. So um so five years that the uh, Google Assistant's been out. Um, this Saturday is seven years for Alexa. Seven years for so. Alexa. And Alexa's having its birthday as well. 
Yeah, and there's supposed to be something that if you wish Alexa happy birthday on Saturday, something special is supposed to happen. I don't know what that is. By the time this airs, we'll find out what it is. Yeah, we'll know. So we'll have uh, discovered what the secret was and if it was all hype or not. So yeah, you know, and I think um, I think as we do our, we've got our year-end episode coming up. I think that'll be a good time for us to look back and look forward again, like we did last year. See what. Uh, yeah, let's do that. I think that's where we've come and where we're going. So yeah, folks can look forward to that. And in the meantime, they should tune in and watch your APL presentations. And of course, join us next week on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Mark. Have a good week. You too. And take care, everybody.